Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And I'm right. I was right. Uh, wh- wh- Hashtag right? Joe Stradamus. Oh, I was right. We yeah. just, we're a little late to the party here, but we just saw the Incredibles 2 movie two nights ago, maybe. I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen the movie yet, but if you listen to our Incredibles 2 prepisode, I made some predictions on where I thought the movie was going to go, <laughs> and I was pretty much spot on. Yeah, and even the movie took a little bit of a turn, and I was like, you were wrong, and then... Uh, Turns nope, out I was right the whole right. time. And I usually see those things coming from a mile away. I saw it from the trailer. I saw it from the trailer. I knew it was gonna, so I just had to bring that up because when I was sitting there watching it, I was like, Joe Stradamus, he does it again. So <laughs> The first time he does it again. <laughs> first of many. First of many. So, um, um, By the way, it's just a, just a quick, quick comment about the Incredibles movie. I like the Incredibles franchise. The first time I saw the movie, I was okay with it. We saw it again. I thought it was decent. Um, not one of my favorite Pixar movies. The second one is so the second worth one's it. amazing. It was um, it was incredible. It was it was well worth the fourteen year wait for it. Yeah, they did such a it great does, job. It does with not it. miss a beat. Right. It's a, it's a great movie. There's much more. The first Incredibles movie I felt was a little bit light on plot and story. But this one had a, a multiple layers to it. There was mysteries. You know, they they introduced some new superhero characters. It, it had a lot. Going I loved on. Void. It was yeah. It was a much more she was kind such, of adult movie. She was an amazing like. I guarantee whoever came up with her just wanted to come up with a quintessential fangirl for for a superhero. Yeah, because she was a huge fan of Elastigirl. She so was that hilarious. Was, that was she couldn't talk. It's just exactly like how I felt when I met Keith Urban. Like, I just, my mouth forgot my name and everything. Right. I, I mean, I kind of felt as I was watching it, it was almost like a Marvel movie. Like, it had that much kind of nuance. Um, no, but it had that much like nuance and layer to it. It wasn't like it was just a kid's movie where it was very superficial. There was a lot of depth to um, to the characters. No, Disney movie is just a kid's movie. You know what I'm saying though? Like I said, the first one I felt like was a little bit light yeah, on plot. No, this I, I one, you had to pay yeah. a little bit more of attention to follow it. You could still understand it if you're a kid, but there there was a lot there and I really enjoyed it. It was so, it was a really fun movie. Yeah, so, so if you have not if seen, you haven't it yet, seen it yet, I mean, I would go see it again. I that's how much I enjoyed it. Like yeah. I would we're gonna buy that one right oh yeah that's a good movie so uh, moving on to disney news and this kind of deals with movies again so disney announced this week a couple changes to some release dates and uh, announced some release dates of some movies so the one movie that's moving is the indiana jones movie so it's moving back a year so it's originally going to come out in July of 2020. It's moving back a year to July of 2021. They got a new screenwriter, so I think that's probably why they're pushing it back a year. I think Steven Spielberg's working on another movie. So I'm kind of interested to see what happens. I mean, Harrison Ford is going to be in his 80s. By I mean, he's I think he's already 80 now. So he's going to be, or he's close to it. So he's going to be in his mid-80s. My by jaw time just dropped. By the time they're filming you can't, this. You can't hear it, but oh my gosh. Because you got to figure 2021, they're not going to probably start filming until late 2019. That's impressive. Harrison 2019. Ford still looks quite good. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how this movie comes out. We're going to have to wait another year for it, though. He looks like he's maybe 55. Yeah, he does look. He looks really good. Yeah. And I wonder what pushing this back does to the rumored Indiana Jones kind of world coming into animal kingdom so there's been some rumors floating around that the dinosaur ride is going to change to indiana jones i wonder if this helps or hurts it now that the movie's delayed a year i I don't know we'll see but Mm -hmm. so some of the other 
um, kind of announcements in our, you know, quintessential obligatory rock news on this podcast. <laughs> so the, the Jungle Cruise movie, which we kind of talked about a few episodes ago, that is scheduled to be released October 11th, 2019. So only a, a little over a year away. So that's coming up pretty this quickly. This is so exciting to me because I thought for a second, a Jungle Cruise movie, why? And then I thought about it and I'm like, Angela. What did you think when they were like, we're going to make a ride based on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? A movie. We're going to make a movie. Well, yeah, my bad. But yeah, what did, what did you think? Uh, you thought, nah, that's going to be dumb. And it was awesome. So I'm very excited. And with The Rock, like, ugh. And the, and the Rock you trust. And so. The Rock I trust. Yeah, I think that would be a good movie. Um, Maleficent 2, what's their making? I, a, a I did not know this. About yeah, that. I'm very surprised That's going to that. come out the end of May 2020. And then they also announced, uh, Marvel announced an untitled movie, which they tend to do. They kind of just put these dates out there and they don't attach movies to them. And with the whole future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after the next Avengers movie, it makes sense. You don't really want to release a title. But in February 21st, 2021, I'd have to think that's maybe a Black Panther sequel uh-huh. because the Black Panther came out in February of this year. So three years later, it kind of they tend to release the movies around the same time period. So we'll we'll have to see, and that, that date may change. So a, you know, a couple um, movies coming out, you know, a couple release date changes and everything. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. All right, so this week uh, is, is the second part of our two part series. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode. Go back and listen to it now. Because this is going to be very confusing to you otherwise. But we are definitively... I mean, I think we'll explain it well enough. But you could jump in here if you want. But go back and listen to the other one. Listen to it again. So we're definitively ranking the Marvel Cinematic Universe to pick the number one movie. And we're doing it in an NCAA March Madness Battle Royale World Cup esque bracket where we're pitting thanks for sneaking in the world cup for me right so we're we're pitting all of the movies head to head and we rank them one to 20 based on their rotten tomato score so we explain all of that and all of the rankings in the last episode and we ended up getting to the final eight and that's where we kind of cut it off last week so do you want to just go through and say what our final eight are before we talk about the head to heads sure yeah so we could yeah so the final eight are Black Panther and Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Captain America Civil War. And that is in the Wakandan division. Correct. And then the Stark division, we had Iron Man and Thor Ragnarok, and Infinity War with uh, and Winter Soldier. Yes. And I know, Angela, before we start and we get into the, the top eight head-to-head, I know you were a little upset after we finished recording Ugh. the first part because because Joe picked, okay listen we picked Captain America Civil War and Joe you really didn't pulled want to. some Jedi mind tricks on me because it could possibly not be my fault at all. This is not the movie you're looking for. Yeah, so I was talking about Captain America winter soldier and not civil war i did not like civil war i hated that movie because i your hated- comments work though your comments worked for civil war as well so i had yeah, no but idea if any of you were raising your eyebrows and you're like um what are you talking about uh that's because i was talking about the wrong movie and i do not like that movie so yeah you didn't I like am- civil war you didn't Ant-Man like man would have far and away taken it from civil war you didn't like the kind of i didn't like the half dynamics. avenger movie that it was a partial avengers movie 
in a Captain America movie. Well, they, and I also, there's just too much going on. I didn't for you like there. the fact that the superheroes who were the good guys were fighting, and I know that that's a good. I mean, that is it is a good. It's different. It's a different. Yeah, thing to it, do. it's a good thing to happen. It's a good plot line, but. I will me say, being a happy, like, go lucky person, I hated the fact that they were fighting Tony and You, you can say American. what you want, though. It was much better than the superhero fighting of Batman versus Superman. So, <laughs> so uh, we have to give them points for that. Uh, Martha. Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? That yeah. was my mommy's name. Yeah. Though, interestingly enough, Civil War was about um, parental issues as well because it was Tony found out that Bucky killed his parents and that. Uh, Captain America kept that from him, and that's why he kind of got mad at him. So interestingly enough, but again, I think they did it better. So we'll get in. We'll get into. You'll be fighting vehemently against that one later in the bracket, but we'll kind of get into that. But I just wanted to bring that up because I know you were a little upset about that. But we're we're still sticking with Captain America: Civil War. I was more than a little upset. Was, Do you like my Batman voice? That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. So it was awful. Good thing this is not a, a Batman DC <laughs> podcast. But all right, so so let's get into it. Let's go with the the Stark division. So the the first matchup is Iron Man, which was the two seed, just to remind everybody, versus Thor Ragnarok, which was the four seed. So Angela, do you want to? Start with your thoughts on this matchup. Okay, so for Iron Man and Thor Ragnarok, this is a tough one in just the fact that Iron Man is very near and dear to my heart. We talked about in the last podcast how Iron Man was a big risk for the studio to take, and it turned out, it just panned out so well. It was really well done. The story was excellent. John Favreau did an, a, an amazing job with what he did. He, it was cool how he made himself a character, too. And yeah, very Alfred Hitchcock-esque. Yeah, yeah. And so it really paved the way for the rest of these movies. So it, 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 it was it was spot on. So I don't want to derail this, but real quick, if he puts himself in his movies like this, who do you think he's going to play in The Lion King? He's going to be a, he's going to be a wildebeest running. <laughs> so, sorry. sorry, I trampled your dad. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah. So like you said, Iron Man, and we talked about this before, but Iron Man... It kicked off the whole universe. It did extremely well. It was one of the top movies of all time when it came out. It was the resurgence of Robert Downey Jr. It made him a household name for an entirely new generation. And like I said, I said this previously, that he was kind of made to be Tony Stark. But I really really expound upon it. But his life of kind of the, the troubles he went through with, his um, drug addiction and alcoholism mm-hmm. is basically Tony Stark's life in the comic books. Now yeah. in the movies, they really haven't gotten into that. And I think probably because it, it is a little Well, he personal. was a bad boy. And it, right, so right. he did a really but, good job. But they didn't job. get into the whole kind of, you know, his downward spiral of drugs and things like that, which maybe they will eventually get into. But he brings that background to it. And so that's why it makes the character so believable. He's a little smug and cocky. But he has that swagger and he really has that charisma that can command the room that you do believe he's the billionaire playboy th- philanthropist. Yeah, exactly. So he, he he's amazing. But then moving on to Thor Ragnarok, this movie for a third movie of a franchise, it is Maybe so... the best third movie of any trilogy. I would yeah, say. Usually usually you have you kind of peak agree. at the the second movie in the trilogy yeah let us know if, if you that, know of a, th- a third movie that's better than this one but a third because yeah i mean you it, think about like the 
the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Dark Knight Rises was a drop off from the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's probably because some weirdo appeared in the movie. He probably cursed it. Yeah, if was, I would have been in that, that movie, it probably would have been fine. Um, Again, I, I guess the Star Wars movies, I mean, their third movies are good, but people like Empire Strikes Back much better than Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, I mean, for like you said, for being a third movie, it's incredibly strong. Yeah, and not only just that, it is... It's not even, you know, oh, well, I pity it because it's the third movie, so they did a good job. No, it is an excellent movie. The comedy, really, Thor really hits his stride in this movie. We start out, his his arc as a character has been really interesting. He goes from this guy who's Castiel-like, if you watch Supernatural, where he doesn't know how to interact with humans. He, you know, throws glasses on the floor because that's what they do in asgard and he th- he's he's just very awkward around humans and then in the second movie you know he he kind of progresses and learns a little bit more about us and then this third movie he's starting to assimilate assimilate better into our culture but also develop a bit of a sense of humor and taika waititi does an amazing job with this movie with the comedy and with um different characters like your favorite korg korg yeah hey guys Yep. I can't do Korg at all. But yeah, I, but Taika Waititi plays Korg. And it's, I mean, it's just hilarious. He talks about, I was starting a revolution, but I didn't pass out enough pamphlets. And that's why like nobody showed up. So it didn't work well. I, I mean, it's just absolutely um, hilarious. So, yeah. And then yeah. Valkyrie is a great character. She, you know, having, uh, again, another female lead coming in. She is an alcoholic. She can barely, you know, function And Thor kind of helps her find her way back to Asgard and being a part of the Valkyries and helping take down the bad guy. So she she comes back and and hits her stride. Uh, Hell, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Thor Ragnarok just really hit it out of the park. Yeah, it did. They and and I think this is you know an, an issue of Iron Man being the first movie of 20, and then Thor Ragnarok being the 17th 16th or 17th movie they've done they learn they've learned so much throughout the past 10 years and they're they do have somewhat of a blueprint for these movies but this movie kind of didn't necessarily fully follow that blueprint and so it it made it feel very fresh for kind of this late in the game and it was so unexpected i think that's what made it so great right thor thor Ragnarok had such a great backlog. I think this is kind of what you were talking about. A backlog of information from the different other Marvel movies that set up before it to play off of. A lot of, it was just a a really rich um, environment for it to be made in. And they did it so very well that it really, I mean, for me, it comes far and above. I mean, not far and above, but it comes above Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, Yeah, I would have to agree that that Thor Ragnarok... As, mu- as great as Iron Man is, um, Thor Ragnarok's the, the better movie. So that one's going to move on. Yes. So that's a little bit of an upset there. Then the the next matchup, so this is the last one in the Stark division, is Avengers Infinity War versus Captain America the Winter Soldier, which <laughs> is the Captain America you like. Yes, this is the one I like. Yes. Would so you like to talk I, about I will say, And I like Captain America Winter Soldier as well, and I like Avengers Infinity War as well. And I will say... This top eight, I mean, really any of these movies, I mean, you're getting like kind of the cream of the crop here. So any of these movies are really solid movies. So, uh, yeah. for, for, 
okay, I know you don't like Civil War, but well, the- I wasn't even talking about uh, Iron Man three. Is I wouldn't say is the one of the top Marvels, but yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is they're all very strong movies. So so the things that yeah. separate them, you know, aren't as big as kind of you know in the first rounds when you're you know pitting Thor: The Dark World against something or Incredible Hulk. But Infinity War for me is is just a better movie. Yes, the Winter Soldier is a great kind of conspiracy government corruption thriller but infinity war being kind of this culmination of 10 years of marvel history and bringing everything together and there's so many payoffs with the infinity stones and thanos is such a complex character and as you said before where some of the other avengers movies the characters don't get enough character beats they kind of split everybody up in infinity war so it never felt like you didn't see enough of every character because you kind of got to move around. And so everybody had something to do and it was a very fast paced movie. And and I I really, really liked it. Where some of the other Marvel movies had kind of disposable bad guys where, I mean, and then some of them like Ant-Man and the the Wasp don't really have one. Thanos is a very interesting, intricate bad guy where you and kind of yeah, and he's been there since the first Avengers yeah, movie. Yeah, they've put and they've the seeds in him. there. Yeah, for you know, a very he, long he time. Showed, he's shown up in post credits things. He showed up actually in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That was kind of the first movie he was in. But he's kind of been teased as this overarching villain for the past five or six years. Yeah, so he he is one that doesn't seem like he was just dropped in there. He has been set up, and then again, he really was well done. He was the well thought out. You know, he's a bad guy, but at the same time, you could see where he was coming from. Right. His his goal made sense from his background. You could see why he would think this is a correct solution. To him, it was compassion. It's, yeah, but it's it, twisted. It, it was twisted, yes. Right, but you could see where he's coming from. It makes sense. Whereas a lot of people are just like, a lot of the villains are, hey, I just want the power because I want the power. He doesn't really want the power. He almost sees it as... It's something he has to... He almost sees it as a burden. He sees it as something he has to do because... Because nobody else will. Because nobody else, right, has this, the courage to do it. And it's not something... He doesn't want to be the savior. I mean, he sees himself as the savior. He doesn't want to be doing it. It's almost thrust upon him. And he's willing to take it because he feels like nobody else will. So in the other Some movies... Some have greatness thrust upon them. Right. In the other movies, you know, he's... Like I said, in the background, he's trying to get other people to do a lot of the work for him and collect collect these infinity stones and then he realizes nobody else can do it i have to do it and when he puts his mind to it he does it in one movie (laughs) so you know so so it makes sense but it it is a really well thought out character and they it could have been terrible because like i said they built him up as this huge villain it could have been a major letdown when you finally saw him because you were so hyped about it right but the movie met and exceeded the hype in my opinion yeah, which it, is something very difficult and it never, to do it never misses a beat even in the very beginning like I think I don't, oh it starts out with the bad yeah it starts out with him I mean spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie but it starts out with him killing Loki you know from the beginning that he is not to be messed with he is serious and he wants this so it again it's it's very strong and I yeah I think we, we both have yes that infinity, yeah infinity war is definitely moving on all right, so now moving over to the Wakandan division, we'll start with Black Panther. 
which is the one seed versus Iron Man three, which is the 14 seed that had an upset in the first <laughs> round. And sorry, just going back because we're just listing the seeds again. So Infinity War is an 11 seed and Winter Soldier was the nine seed, just in case anybody wanted to know. So yeah, so Black Panther versus Iron Man three. <laughs> Iron Man three pulled a big upset in the first round, but I don't think it is anywhere near the caliber of Black Panther. I think this one's a pretty easy one. Yeah, Um, it's not. Black Panther is just... Well, Iron Man 3 is a great movie. Black Panther is just such an incredible movie. It was in the same way that Thor Ragnarok was so fresh and different. um, Black Panther was that for different reasons. There was definitely some comedy in it, but it touched on a lot of very serious themes and notes of, you know, and and us versus them and, and who actually belongs and kind of... You know, is it right to cut off your nation when you can help others or should you be doing more to help other people? And, and a lot of things that are very pertinent in today's society, exactly. it, it played on in a movie, which is something that they've never done in a superhero movie before. And when you do that, you run the risk of it, you're kind of sounding preachy or, or turning out bad, but they didn't do that. I mean, it, they yes. kept it lighthearted enough. They, they had jokes where they needed to have jokes. Right. And, and so it worked. But if you compare that to Iron Man 3, while it's a great movie and you kind of deal with Tony's PTSD, you have a little bit of a spiral there like we talked about in Iron Man's background. It, it's just not the same. It's, it's very kind of run of the mill as far as Marvel movies. It, yes. It's kind of that basic story structure. Uh, whereas Black Panther is something completely different and it's just, I think, far and above a better and, movie. Yeah, T'Challa is not a smarty pants either. He's like the only one of the characters that don't have these quips. Uh, I, I didn't even really realize this. I have to give credit to Honest trailer, Trailers, but he is always like, oh, everyone needs to stop joking around, like be serious. Even Okoye at points makes jokes and he's like, oh my gosh, knock it off. Let's get serious. The one for a person second. he jokes with is Shuri, his sister. A little they bit, they yeah. have that kind of brother sister. You know, she messes around with him. She gives him those shoes. She calls them sneakers. She makes fun of him for the clothes he wears. She keeps him humble. Mm-hmm. And then she gives him those sneakers that absorb energy and she has him kick something. And then, you know, the suit. And then he kicks the suit again and it shoots him back. She videos it and laughs at him. So she kind of keeps him in place. And, you know, he, he jokes around with her a little bit. But you're right. Other than that, he's very serious. He takes the throne very seriously. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it is, it's, a, it's a much better movie. There's a reason Black Panther was the number one seed. It was the highest rated yeah. movie on Rotten Tomatoes. I think at one point it actually had a 100% score. It ended up down at 97% which is one of the top movies on Rotten Tomatoes, not even just Marvel movies, but kind of top movies altogether. It's one of the very few that ever had a 100% rating. And then I think it's easy to see why. Yeah. All right, so moving to the next one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was a 12 seed. And then, as we talked about before, Captain America Civil War, which was a 7 seed. This is easy So, Angela, so you hate Civil War, so you're going Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy Volume 2. So convince me why I shouldn't, pick Captain America Civil War because I really like Captain America Civil War. I like the the fighting between the characters. It was an important piece of the story and the characters the Avengers kind of had to disassemble in order to make the Avengers Infinity War make sense because if they were all together and at full strength, Thanos might not have prevailed, but the fact that they were fractured and Tony really didn't want to talk to Steve 
you know, made it a lot more up in the air. So I, I thought it was a strong movie. The Captain America, like we said, the first one's not that great, but Winter Soldier and Civil War, I think, are both very strong movies. So convince me why we should pick Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 over Civil War. Okay, well, first of all, part of the reason why is because Guardians got shafted. Uh, they should have never had to go up against... Like It was so unfair that they had to go up against Infinity War. In so the you're first talking about round. the first Guardians. Yes, exactly. I want you to convince me about Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 2. The first Guardians of the Galaxy is no longer in this tournament. So you got to convince me okay. on, on, on Volume 2. Well, I have a few points. Okay. So again, um, Mantis. Uh, okay, Mantis is strong. Yeah, Man- Mantis, Mantis was a really strong. a surprise character. She was. Because the Guardians group from the first group, so you have Peter Quill, Gamora... Drax, uh, Rocket, and Groot are all very funny, but Mantis is hilarious because she's so funny. And, and the, the interactions between her and, and Drax, Drax that's are what makes her funny. So funny is because she's very deadpan and gullible. Drax is is very serious in his humor. So the two of them playing off each other when he says. I forget the exact quote, but he's you like, "You are so ugly." Yeah, yeah, you're very like ugly. That. Yeah, who would look at you? You're hideous and stuff like that. And, I, and she just kind of rolls with yeah. it. Like, it, it's absolutely hilarious, the two of them. Okay, so that's a good point. So Mantis yeah, so is she's a great comedic, I mean, character. Baby Groot is also another amazing character that comes out. You know, you have Groot died in the first movie. And so this is something I didn't actually understand, that Groot, Baby Groot is not the same Groot. It's basically like a seedling. So just like you're, whenever you have a seedling from a plant, it is not the same plant. It is... Something different. James Gunn shocked the internet when he said that because everybody assumed it was just Groot regrowing. And he said, no, this is a new Groot. So Groot actually died in the first one. This is a new Groot because he said he doesn't have any of Groot's memories. So this baby Groot's completely new. I will say my one problem with baby Groot is that his kind of intelligence is so up and down. Like he see, Mm. like they tell him stuff and he seems to not understand it at all. But then at other times he does exactly what's needed to do it. So it's like, it's very convenient of if they need laughs, he plays dumb and doesn't know what he's doing. And then if they need him to drive the plot and do something serious, he knows how to do it. Now, whether that's just him kind of messing around with them, because then he, as he turns into a teenager, you know, he kind of has adolescent problems. You know, he has a little bit rebellious. He's hilarious. I, I'm not sure, but that's kind of one thing. It's a little bit uneven on that. So, okay. What, what's your next point? I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I mean... One of the best one of the best lines in any Marvel movie is oh, when Yondu, when Yondu is, is, says that and, you know, Peter, Peter Quill says, you look like Mary Poppins. And he goes, is Mary Poppins cool? And Peter goes, yeah. And he goes, I'm Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins, y'all. y'all. That, that is one of the greatest but, lines. But I actually think that this harkens to a much deeper... Th- uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of like joking around and pulling things out. But this harkens to a much deeper you know, issue here. Is that Peter Quill has... He didn't know who his father was. You know, he had his mom... He always, he, he valued his mom, he loved his mom, and he lost his mom, and he didn't know who his father was. And finally, he learns who his real father is, and Ego, and Kurt Russell plays him. And it, you know, at first, it's it's great, and but he was raised by Yondu. So Yondu isn't blood, but then it kind of, the movie sort of speaks to the whole theme that, 
you know, family is more than blood. Yeah, family can be more than blood. You know, Yondu cares about Peter Quill more deeply than his own father did. And so that's a good point, because kind of in the group dynamic, they have that, too, because in the first Guardians, they're all good friends. And then this one kind of sees them fighting. You know, it takes place very shortly after the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're like, hey, we're going to go on this together. And then they start fighting, arguing, is Rocket the leader? Is Peter the leader? And then they realize at the end of it, like you said, that family's more than blood. So Peter realizes, hey, Yondu is kind of my real father. Yeah. The, the team themselves realize, hey, we're a family. Even though we're not actually related to each other, like we have something here. And families fight sometimes, but that doesn't mean we, we shouldn't stick together. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's a good point. I never thought of it that way before. Yeah. So that's that's a really good reason to pick the movie. And also, I really enjoy the character of Nebula. And I think Nebula really evolves in this movie. Um, In the first movie, she's strictly a bad guy. She's strictly, you know, going against Gamora and, and the rest of the Guardians. And in this movie, she starts to sort of change course a little bit. She helps them. And you see that bond between her and Gamora that sets up what happens in Infinity War and how they work together and you really see how deeply Gamora cares for her. So I think that the evolution of Nebula taking place in this movie and Nebula as a character, because again, she's she's very hard. She's unlike probably any other character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because she's not particularly likable. She constantly has a scowl on her face. She's not... I don't know. She but she's she's very hardened, but you sympathize with her because you know she was raised by somebody who taught her a bunch of things that aren't, you know, he didn't raise her right. And so she has to sort of change her own course. So I think that that's interesting. You're starting to convince me. I, I will say Guardians Two is not as good as the first Guardians. Agreed. But it's it's still a good movie. And I will say my one knock on Civil War the first time I watched it, I was a little confused on the motivation. It was a little bit cloudy on why Tony and Steve were fighting so much. I mean, I understand they had the Sokovia Accords and everything, but it, it was kind of cloudy. The The villain, um, <laughs> what is his name? I can't remember. It's, it's not, I think it's Zemo. I think Zemo is his, his name in that one. And, you know, he's in it and it's kind of like he comes out of nowhere. Like, you know, he's part of Hydra. He has a history with Hydra, but he's not really Hydra. He knows about the Winter Soldier. And so it's, it's kind of a, a muddled plot to an extent. And some of it I, I, is a little bit contrived. And I will say on rewatches, it, it made more sense. It was easier to kind of see the tie-ins and the plot line and everything. So the guy's name, uh, the bad guy's name was, um, Baron Heinrich Zemo. Zemo. Right. So, okay. Yeah. yeah Bar- and he I took was thinking- the name crossbones. No, crossbones was another character. Uh, I was thinking sure. of, I was thinking of Baron. That That's what I was. Yeah. I was thinking of a B and I was like, that's not right. But it, yeah, it's Baron Zemo. Yeah. I, I knew Zemo was it. So yeah. So it's a little bit, mild, but on, on, Rewatches, it, it makes more sense. The plot becomes clearer that, you know, it's the Sokovia Accords is, is one thing driving them apart. But then the fact that Tony finds out that Bucky mm. was the one that killed his parents 
and Cap knew about it and didn't tell him. It was really what kind of drove the wedge between them. But in the end, I mean, they kind of, they you know, they fight, but then they kind of go, okay, we're not going to fight anymore. Like, we might not agree anymore. We might feel a little bit betrayed, but it's not like we're enemies now. So it is, a lot happens, and then ultimately... And their, their ties become severed. Right, right. They, they do, but it's like, it, it's a little bit anticlimactic. Like, they have this fight, and then they go... You know, we really shouldn't be fighting. This guy's kind of been pushing us to fight Zemo. They catch him, and then it just kind of ends. They just, you know, kind of leave it that hey, we're not talking. So it, it is a little bit of a of a weak ending. Um, and I do, and Guardians, and I, I think why I love Guardians is because I I really like these movies that have the comedy in them, the yeah. comedy aspect that that keeps them light. Again. We've been talking about DC a little bit because that's kind of the biggest comparison for superhero movies as they're trying to build their universe. They tend to be a lot more serious and darker tones in the movies, you know, color wise. You know, they use a darker oh, color yeah. palette and more serious tones. Yeah. Whereas Marvel, it's it's all about the flashy colors and it's lighthearted. And Guardians is kind of quintessential that. So. A lot of people may disagree with this, and you can you know, definitely let us know. Let us hear about it if you disagree. But I, I think you've convinced me that we'll go with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 here. Yay! So, All right. I'm, I'm cool with the fact that we kind of accidentally – I let that last that one slip through the last oh yeah, round. I mean, Civil War is definitely way better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. But you, disagree. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So now we're down to the final four. Uh, let's go with Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So okay. this one, I I I'm gonna tell you right now, I have Black Panther pulling ahead. This is kind of the battle of you know some great soundtracks, if you ask me. So <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy has the awesome mixtape Volume Two, which has a lot of great music in it. But then Black Panther had a great soundtrack with all the music by or either created or kind of Inspired produced by. by Kendrick Lamar. So he did he did the really? soundtrack. Yeah. He he helped produce the soundtrack for it. And so it has a lot of great and straight bangers. <laughs> straight bangers. And it's just interesting <laughs> and unique kind of hip hop beats and, and different music that really bring you into a movie unlike a lot of the other movies do. Now again, Guardians has you know music as well that plays a big part in it. Um so these are two great soundtracks. I loved the kind of Kendrick Lamar soundtrack. So I think the Black Panther soundtrack and music was better for me. So you're, you're picking Guardians the movie the based on... No, I'm just saying that's one okay. thing. I mean, as we get to this, you know, this level... It's starting to get a little nitpicky. Well, and it has to. That's, like I said, you're right, you're right. When you're in the final four, I mean, any one of these movies could really be the best movie. So you really have to kind of drill down in and find those kind of, you know, more nuanced points. But on top of that, Black Panther, I feel like, has the stronger character arcs in it. So Guardians 2, there's not really much character development or change in that movie. Whereas Black Panther, it's all about T'Challa taking over and learning what it means to be a king and what it means to rule. And, you know, some of the other people in Wakanda, so Umbaku, they're kind of part of the tribe in the mountains and they're kind of standoffish. But then, you know, he sees that T'Challa is a different leader, and so they, he warms up to him and helps him in the end. So there is a lot of that, you know, unity, and it's a changing of the guards, and that we cannot be, uh, 
you know, we can't be blamed for the sins of our father, essentially. And that's basically what T'Challa is running from, is the sins of his father with yeah. with Killmonger and kind of, you know, how, with all the other tribes of, hey, they kept Wakanda closed off, whereas a lot of people think they should open it up and help people. And like I said, just all those other kind of subtext, uh, you know, and nuanced points that are so um, pertinent in today's society really played well. And you don't see that in many movies nowadays, let alone a superhero movie kind of tackling those issues. Wow. Well said. Who's the, who's the English nerd now? You really, not me. I'll tell no, you No, you really me. read into that. You did some serious lit crit right there. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Oh, All right. Well, uh, I picked guardians, but I kind of feel like you made way better points than I could come up with. Um, yeah, I just you like just Guardians. really love Guardians. You I really, really love the Guardians. It's of the really Galaxy, just a, a matter of I have a blind spot for them, and, and that's fun. And, and that's why I, I mean, some of these movies you do just have a, like a blind spot for. It. Like you just love the movies because you love them. You know, like like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, I, I I like all the Avengers movies. So a lot of people think. You know, Age of Ultron isn't a great movie. And I agree, it's not the best one. I hated on that movie so hard, and you stuck to your guns. But I, I do yeah, you, I do love, love the them. Avengers movie. I kind of love those team-ups. So you do have, you know, a blind spot, and you'll forgive some stuff. And, and sometimes, you know, in high, you think it's better than in hindsight, another movie comes out, and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe it wasn't that well, great. There's some weak points I will, I will throw But Black a, Panther I will is throw just, in a few a points movie. for Black Panther, just real quick. Uh, Wakanda, as a general place as a setting is a place that I want to go to. I want to live in Wakanda, Wakanda. Wakanda forever. Yeah. Wakanda forever. We're, we're, we're saluting each other. Um, yeah. So this is an amazing, I don't even know what to call it. Like I, I, utopia. Yeah. It's, it's, it looks cra- crazy. Like you have, and it's a really interesting combination of why the wild meets technology. And it's, it's believable. It's a good fusion. It's yeah. believable. I believe that a place like this could exist. It does. And it could, because I mean, they have the kind of dome hologram over it. I mean, you have to take a, I don't think it's that big a leap to believe that you could have a holographic dome. So you can't see inside. But yeah, I mean, it, it feels like a believable place. Yeah, it does. The other thing is, the women in that movie are, I know I keep going back to this, but strong the women, female characters. They are so strong. I mean, Shuri is the best Disney princess. Uh, she's smart. She's witty. She hooks up her brother. Uh, she cares very deeply for him. You have, you have um, Nakia. Nakia is his love interest and she has so much agency. In the very beginning of the movie, she's the one who says, hey, you know what? Like, we need to share our technology with the world. And then Michael B. Jordan comes in and he's like, hey, we need to share our technology with the world. And it's like, Nakia made that point in the very beginning. Right, right. Um, and, 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 and she's and, part of what helps convince T'Challa to I was going to say, yeah, and T'Challa do does it. listen to her. And, you know, in, in respect, it wasn't because Michael B. Jordan said it that T'Challa went ahead and did it. It's Killmonger, his character. I mean, he listened to her as well. And she started opening his mind to it. And then he just saw as the movie progressed, a lot of other things that kind of led to his decision. You bring up a good point about Shuri, and this is a good point about Black Panther too, because it's a superhero movie, but it's also essentially a James Bond movie. You you have kind of the casino, you have the heist. You could see T'Challa's oh, James Bond. Yeah. Shuri is essentially Q, giving him all the gadgets and, and tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of Mar... Uh, what Mar- does that make it, Koye? <laughs> I, she's just she's just fierce sidekick. I mean, it's Femme not fatale. Yeah, it's not exactly. But 
but you know, Marvel they they kind of pick a, a little bit of a genre about some of them. You know, some of them Ant Man's they're heist movies. Yeah. You know, Captain America's government thrillers. This movie is kind of like their James Bond, and it's a lot of people like James Bond. They did a great job with it, and it's so it's like a superhero James James Bond. I'm interested to see, you know, if they allegedly they are having a, a sequel. You know, if they kind of play that up more, or you know, kind of where mm-hmm. they where they go with it next. But yeah, yeah, so I think Black Panther, again, being the one seed, is kind of no surprise making it into the finals. Yeah, we call it the Wakandan bracket for a for, reason. for a reason. So now in the Stark bracket, the Stark division, uh, Iron Man did not make it out. So on this side, we have Thor Ragnarok versus Avengers Infinity War. Uh. And when this came up, when we were kind of going through our brackets and, and picking this. Uh, True story. We, we went through individually and, and I went and I just sat and stared at the bracket for like 15 minutes and my head exploded and I had to walk away and I told Angela, I, I can't do it. I'm sitting here, I'm picking Thor and I'm going, no, I, I can't, I can't pick Thor. I'm picking Infinity War and I'm like, no, no, it's not that clear cut. And I went back and forth and I'm just like, my head my brain cannot handle this right now. And I just walked away. I was like, I have to walk away and do this later because it is like picking between two children. You're not supposed to have favorites. At least that's what Angela tells me. <laughs> I mean, I have a favorite fur child. I won't say though, but I get yelled at sometimes for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, but it's, it's, it is so incredibly hard to pick because I want to just say, Oh yeah, of course it's this one. And then I think about it and I go, wait, no, wait, maybe it's the other one. And I just, Again, my head would just explode. So I'm gonna let you go first, uh, because I don't think I'm still necessarily over who I picked. Yeah. But so go ahead. Well, this this one again, as Joe was saying, this was tough. I I got to the same point that he did, and there were a lot of the brackets that worked themselves out. It was really easy for me to come up with reasons, and then I got up to this one, and I also had to hesitate because it was it is so difficult. Both movies are very strong. Both movies have a really great comedic relief to them both movies have you know strong bad guys uh both movies have great character development both have thor in them being awesome which is what's hard because you have you have thor who's kind of coming in his own in ragnarok and then that character rolls into infinity war and is it's basically the same character, and then he gets Stormbreaker, his new axe, which makes him even more powerful. Hmm. So it's like you can't even differentiate it because of that. It does seem like, like correct me if I'm wrong, but it does seem like Thor in that movie almost forgets that he can just control lightning and like strike people with lightning out of the sky. Well, he definitely he, does. I mean, when he comes in in that final battle, they're losing in Wakanda to um Thanos the the Black Order and I think they're the they there's really weird the scroll. creatures that are coming after them yeah right? I think or the the um I think it's the scroll I can't remember the there's a lot of similar names but they're they're kind of losing to them and then Thor comes in and basically just ends the fight in about 30 seconds defeats all of them and then goes after Thanos and almost kills him and wins single-handedly in like five minutes yeah, so it's yeah. like, why have we been doing anything else this whole time? We just needed Thor. So it, it's, yeah. it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. My, my issue with, with Infinity War is there are a couple times in that movie where Thanos could have been ended by the, the heroes. 
And it was a bit, it, it knocked me out a few times when they didn't end it. So I think there's the one part, um, there's an early on part where I think Thor has a shot at him and he doesn't take it or somebody, Thor does something selfish. Um, I can't, I can't exactly remember what it was, but in the very end, he goes and hits Thanos in his chest, right? Cause he wants him to see right. it. And well, uh, it starts out that they're on the Asgardian ship. So Thor's there. He's trying to kind of fight back, but Thanos like ties him up and subdues him. So there's really nothing he could do. He tried, I guess you could, I guess you could say he probably, we don't see the original fight. So I guess you could say, you know, Thor probably tried to stop him then, but wasn't able to. And again, he didn't have Stormbreaker at that point, which kind of powers him up. There's that situation. I, I just thought it was, I don't know. I, I thought that I see that what was, you're saying. Like they almost bit... pulled the gauntlet off of Thanos' hand and then, you know, Peter Quill gets mad at him and, and kind of interrupts that. They did have a lot of points. Doctor Strange could have just not handed over the time stone. You know, there, there were some places where they could have stopped him or prevented, you know, either taken the gauntlet off or prevented him from getting all of the infinity stones. You know, Gamora didn't have to tell him where the soul stone was. She kind of showed sympathy to Nebula and ended up telling Thanos where the soul stone was, even though she was the only one that knew where it was. He would have never found it otherwise. Yeah. So I, I knew what you were saying. There, there, were, there were points that they think, could have stopped him. and they I didn't. think there were more moments in that. And this is what it, I think, kind of breaks down for for me. There were more movie, moments in this movie where I think they could have stopped Thanos, and it almost seemed like a writing convenience that they didn't. Whereas in Ragnarok, uh, there was only maybe one instance that really had me not believing. And that was the part where Hela was hidden from, from everyone. That did, whenever I was watching the movie, I was like, um, and I don't like being knocked out of the movie. Because both of them were so enjoyable. But for a second, I'm sitting there just going, I, th I think I probably even leaned over to you and said, why did they not just do this? So I think that because we have to be so picky, both movies are funny and great and good, good characters and everything else but i think ragnarok rises above for me because it introduces some new characters those characters get developed and also thor progresses you know thor and loki work together and uh you kind of get to see that relationship also taking a new sort of um you know it it, it, it gets it gets it changes a little bit so i um Loki becomes more trusted in that movie. So anyway, I just think that that's a better movie. Yeah. Okay, so you have Thor Ragnarok. So a couple of points I have on both of these movies. So, again, like I said, I, I love both of them. And this is, I went back and forth a million times on, on which one to pick. And again, you know, we, we kind of went through the brackets individually to kind of see where we were. But ultimately, we want to come up with one pick for each, a unified pick. So, you know, where we differ, you know, we've had a couple differences, you know, we've kind of had to argue it out and convince each other otherwise. So with this one, you know, Infinity War it has some of the best moments for a lot of the great characters in it, which is one thing that I love. So you have every Marvel hero in it and it could be muddled, but it's not. You have some incredible moments with, for the Guardians of the Galaxy, when they meet Thor. I mean, Rocket has some of his best lines in here, and Drax, you know, they call Thor an angel pirate because he has his eye patch on there and stuff. <laughs> and, and, you know, Peter, 
you know, he feels a little emasculated by Thor being there. It's hilarious. Thor, again, you know, has some comedic lines in this, playing off of Ragnarok. Peter Parker has some, you know, funny lines. And, and you know, Tony Stark calls the one guy Squidward. You know, Peter's like, oh, we have... (laughs) I forgot about that. We have wizards here now. So there's just a lot of, you know, great character moments for all the characters um, you know, you have that that one moment where Captain America returns. They they're throwing the spear, and he kind of grabs it in the dark, and then he steps out of the shadows, and you see it's Captain America kind of you know coming to save the day. So there are just some incredible moments in that. Thor, on the other hand, like we said, is just it's a great movie. Taika Waititi brought a vibe and an atmosphere to that movie that we have not seen. And what I liked about it is it was a little bit Deadpool like. He doesn't break the fourth wall, but Thor kind of talks in the third person a bit in the movie. So when he's when the movie opens and he's trapped in that cage, you know, he's talking to a skeleton, but you don't know he's talking to a skeleton at first. You think he's talking to the camera and he goes, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You know, how did the great Thor get trapped in this situation? And <laughs> and it's like and he's explaining about what happens. And it's it's supposed to be Hamlet-esque, I'm sure. Right. But but you think he's talking to you, like like Deadpool. Like you think he's talking to the screen, but then it turns out he's talking to, you know, this skeleton. And, and just kind of the way he dialogues some of the stuff and explains what's going on adds to the humor. And again, it's something you know, it's something that they do in Deadpool that they've never done in a Marvel movie before, and they do it here, and it's and it's so great. So that really sets it apart for me. I think why I agree with you here and, and we'll go with Thor Ragnarok is because Infinity War is a movie that really can't stand on its own. So you have to have seen not every Marvel movie leading up to it, but there's probably seven or eight movies you have to see because it deals with the Infinity Stones, which you... They do not explain, they explain very briefly, but they really don't explain them. So you have to see the other movies with the Infinity Stones in them to understand why they're important. You wouldn't really know who Thanos is if, unless you've seen the other movies and, and heard him you know, kind of pulling the strings. You do get his backstory, but they really do not explain who a lot of these characters are. So you would be like, well, why is there a guy with an iron suit flying around and then that guy has magic? Like, mm. you, you know, it, it, and then. You know that these people are in outer space, I think, and there are these people in Earth. Like, how how do all these people know each other? You know, and yeah, and and they kind of you know allude to Tony and and Cap not talking, but you wouldn't know why unless you've seen Civil War. Like, like you wouldn't understand a lot of that because they don't take time to explain it because there is so much that they have to get through in this movie. They have to capture six infinity stones in a two and a half hour movie (laughs) that they don't have time for a lot of exposition. So that's my one thing. You could watch Thor Ragnarok. And while yes, you may not know who Thor is fully. If you kind of know, Hey, Thor's the guy with the hammer. That's enough. I think that you could watch this. Still very much enjoy the movie. Right. Right. You could watch this movie. The incredible Hulk's in it. You don't necessarily need to know how he got to where he is in the movie. You know, it makes There's, sense. It yeah. makes sense that he's there. Whereas in Infinity War, if somebody said, "Hey, sit down and watch this movie," and this is your first movie you're watching, or second or third, you're not going to like it. It's not going to make sense because it, it 
It's not a standalone movie. It's great as a culmination of all these other movies, but as a standalone movie, that's that's kind of the one knock, and that's why I I'm I'm gonna go with Thor Ragnarok again. Even sitting here, I'm kind of I. It's hard for me to pick against one of these movies, but you pick Thor Ragnarok. I was leaning that way, so. Guys, I have we'll actual way. evidence now that Joe is in a true and real robot because his head is actually smoking right now, and his head is just strangely twist, like twitching to the side. Smoke coming out of my ears, like on the cartoon. Oh my goodness, this is scary. So, all right, so we we got past that. Hang um, on, we have to take a quick a quick break for me to reset you. I, <laughs> I needed a few days after I'm telling you that to really think this one through, but we got through there. So I'm glad you went with Thor Ragnarok because if you would have went with infinity war and I had to argue about either of them, I don't know that we might've, I might've just sat here and not said anything. You would have had to finish the show without me. Cause I would have just be rocking back and forth yeah. in the fetal position. Yeah. I would have been crying, sucking his thumb. All right. So, so in the finals here, so this is to select the definitive greatest Marvel movie of the past 10 years. According to us. Of the past 20 movies. <laughs> it's all that matters. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have the one seed. So no surprise here. All chalk on this side. Black Panther versus the four seed, which, I mean, that's not a huge surprise, you know, being a four seed, but kind of, you know, playing a little bit better than you might expect. Thor Ragnarok. Again, this one is is very difficult as well. They came out right after each other, and these past few movies have all kind of had this this new flavor to them. So Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, they've all been very different style movies, but they've all had some comedic beats to them, and they've all had their own unique style to them, and, and they've all made you know, a great impact one way or the other. So going between the two, I think, and what it really comes down to for me, we've talked kind of ad nauseum about what we like on either of these movies. So I think at this point, it's just a matter of saying, hey, which one are we picking? And what it comes down for me is which movie, if I'm like, hey, I can watch, I have time to watch one of these two, which one am I going to watch? And I'm going to watch Thor Ragnarok. I completely agree with that one. I had a few issues with Black Panther just as far as I thought it lagged in a few areas. Um, it wasn't, it was, it was very well hyped. And that's another problem is I have a hard time with movies that are, are, are hyped up because my expectations go through the roof. But um, it, it was a fun, good movie. But I thought that through and through Thor Ragnarok was so much more entertaining. And again, it has the advantage of this is a character we've known for a while and we've been able to see him grow. Um, in, in this Marvel Cinematic Universe, in, as far as the movies are concerned, you know, we Black Panther's just a baby. We haven't seen a lot from him. So we haven't had a chance to get to know him. I feel like Thor is kind of an old friend. So I think it would be very hard for me to pick Black Panther over Thor, even though I, very, I, I enjoyed that movie a lot. All right, so there you have it. So Thor Ragnarok is the definitive uh, best movie. The people's champion. He's the people's champion of the Enchanted Ears podcast. Oh, wait, is that The Rock coming in to hold the, to, to hand the, the belt over? Oh, 
No, I wouldn't even be here. Are you kidding me? If the rock came <laughs> you, into you our house. You would have passed out. You would have just passed out. It would, it would have been I would over, have grown so. uncharacteristically silent. And then you would have heard, you just heard a, a, thud. a thump you on the floor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Out, so. And yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's a great movie. So All right. So let us know what you think. If you agree with us, if you agree with that decision, if you disagree with that decision overall, you know, some of the matchups throughout the bracket. Hey, if you thought we were stupid for picking <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 or, hey, you thought Ant-Man should have taken it all the way, maybe. Or maybe you know, you're one of those Maybe pe- you loved The Incredible Hulk and you thought that yes, that was yes. the best movie. You thought that, should, you know, that was the sleeper one. Uh, you know, let us know. Check us out on Facebook at Enchanted Ears Podcast. We're on Instagram, Enchanted Ears Podcast. Leave us a comment on either of those. If you want to send us uh, an email, you can go to EnchantedEarsPodcast.com and, and click contact us. You know, let us know. Write us a review and tell us you know, how either great we are for picking the right movie or um, how crazy we are for picking the movie we picked. Because either way, a review helps. So yes, every, 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 review, every helps. review helps. So. <laughs> Um, but but hopefully you know you guys thought this was was fun um, yeah. and enjoyed it. Let hey, us know. Maybe, maybe we can rank the Star Wars or some other Pixar. Yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. I would yeah, love to do yeah, it we again. Yeah, we might be able to do something else like hey, that. So. Do you want to talk about just? I mean, just briefly, just list them off your top five movies if you were to put them in order. Sure. I was just. I don't know that I necessarily have an order for the top five, but I would say my kind of top five overall would be Black Panther. Infinity War, Thor Ragnarok. So it kind of makes sense. Hey, that's yeah, those you know, are three like the of the top three. four. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And then probably Captain America Winter Soldier. And then just kind of missing that top five is like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like those, the Avenger, the original Avengers. But yeah, I don't know that I necessarily have them in an order. I guess I have Thor 1 and Black Panther 2 yeah. kind of based on this. But that's, yeah, kind of just, you know, my top five of, of the whole MCU. So yeah. what what are yours? Mine are Thor, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity War, Iron Man. And it was really hard for me to pick uh, between Thor and Black Panther as my five and six. So I just am going to give six instead of five. So okay. I just cheated okay. a little bit. So that's, yeah, that's what I said. Like, there's a few that, you know, kind of just right outside that, that top five. I think it's pretty easy to kind of pick a top five or seven and then after that it's a lot of it's up for grabs yeah you know so i think a lot of people are, are pretty solid in you know like i said their top you know five or so and then after that you know some people might like certain movies better than other ones so you know let us know what, what your top five are thanks for listening and, and have, have a magical, magical day, day.